The Lord spake to Moses in the 13th chapter of Exodus, saying, Send thy men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. And then he names out and takes the people from every tribe and names the people. And go down to the 17th verse. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they, they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it is be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be ye of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first uh, ripe grapes. So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Sin and Rehoth, as men come to Hamath, and they ascended by the south, and came into Hebron, where Ahaman, Shishai, and Telmai, the children of Anak, these are the giants, were. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And they came into the brook of Eschol and cut down from thence a branch with a cluster of grapes. He just told them to get some grapes and bring back. And they bear it between two upon a staff. And they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. The place was called the brook of Eschol because of the cluster of the grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned from searching of the land after forty days. Forty days. They went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel into the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them and said, We came into the land, whether thou you sent us, and surely it flowed with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in that land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. That's the, the giants, the people that were large. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And these were always enemies of Israel. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. So they really got a good look at it. And they knew all the dangers, and that's all they could see is the obstacles that confronted them. And it's a sad thing that they sized that up and they couldn't see God. Does that remind you of us? And 
Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once. He was excited about that. He was a man of faith. He was a man of vision. He was a man who believed that God could make everything turn out right. And he says, and let's possess it. Even though there were giants, even though they had strongholds, even though they had walls, even though they were so much larger and stronger in every way. Then he said, for we are well able to overcome it. What a positive person. What an optimist. What a faithful person that is. We need to take notice that when people are led by a person that way and they'll follow him, they're going to be successful. Not because of that person, but because that person has faith in God. But the men that went up with him, they didn't think that way. They differed. You always have someone who sees it differently, especially the person who doesn't have faith in God, the person who doesn't operate with Christ as his power and strength. And this is what they said. They said, no, we differ with him. We be not able to go up against these people. They're stronger than we are. ever had that thought that you couldn't succeed being a Christian because of the opposition? That's the position they take. They outnumbered ten to two. A thought like that. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched under the children of Israel. I don't know when people think they can't succeed why they have to not make an honest report. But that goes with a person who doesn't have faith and who judges things by their own strength rather than by God's. This was their report. They said, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. Now, the Bible calls that an evil report. It just wasn't true. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Now, they were giving advantage to the enemy. And yet God had asked them to go up and look up that land. Now, I don't know how we look on the world that's dying and perishing and without salvation. But if we look at the secular, evil, gone to the devil world that we're living in, as a place that's stronger than we are, we may be committing the same sin that these people did. And if we think that we can't take the message of Jesus Christ raised from the dead, whose power is given to every one of us, we're, we're stepping in their steps. It's very dangerous. The lesson's been before us. And we need to emulate the righteous and not the negative. 
Well, there's a little truth in some of what they said. The 33rd verse says, and, and there we saw the giants. They were big people. That doesn't matter with God. The devil was the prince of the world when Jesus was here and when Paul was here. But Jesus is the creator of the world and he's the king. And he has all authority in heaven and on earth. And brethren, there's not anybody that can keep us from sharing the gospel with the lost and dying world except our own selves. We can be our own worst enemy by not sharing the message of salvation with others and just thinking, well, they wouldn't listen to me anyway. Hey, God said to tell about Jesus and to share it. And there we saw giants, the son of Anak, which come up of the giants. They came from the giants. And we were in our own sight like grasshoppers. I don't doubt that. There were people, and history shows that there were people who were nine feet tall. And they had to have nine feet doors to go through, and some of them are still there in some of the places. And how they hung those and did that is a mystery to us today. But we know it existed. And we know they were, it was true. But there's no obstacle that is too great for those who have faith and trust in God. And he says, we were just like grasshoppers in their sight. And that's when it began, as, as Tom read. You know what all the congregation did? You know who they believed? They believed the majority. They believe the negative report. They believe the evil. And the devil can do the same thing today. He can disturb people. He can get in people and he can work in people. And he can get people off course. But this is here for us not to make that same mistake. All the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. They couldn't see anything but defeat. They couldn't see anything but the destruction of their families. They couldn't see anything but the evil report as truth. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. They were the ones that sent them up. They were not the ones that brought the report, but they were their leaders. And it's not uncommon for people to murmur against their leaders. It's been ever since this day. It's just a mistake that people make. It's a weakness of humanity. And God has always frowned upon it, and God has always directed us away from it. Especially when he has people who are capable. And the whole congregation said unto them, Who would that God, that we had died in the land of Egypt? A suicidal attitude. That's how depressed they were. That's how dejected. Or would to God we had died in the wilderness. And wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword, 
that our wives and our children would be a prey. Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? Now, let me explain to you. They have just come up from the land of wilderness, and they've had a hard time coming on up here to get ready to go into the land. It hasn't been an easy thing. But God has brought them out, and he, he killed the enemy when they left the Red Sea. And he's given them water to drink, and he's given them food to eat. And he wants them to go on up and to, and to, and to enjoy the, the beauty of the land. He's prepared it for them. He's got other people to build houses and build castles and build places to live and, and plant vineyards that they could just come in and take it over. He said, I want you to go in. I, I want you to go in. They didn't listen to God. And they said one to another, let us make a, a captain and let us return into Egypt. The people never satisfied with God's leadership. They want to create their own leadership. They rebel against God. Now Moses and Aaron didn't like that. That was a, a, a slap in the face to them. They fell on their faces, all the assembly of the children of the congregation of the people, children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh. These were the ones who brought back the positive report, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. <laughs> they couldn't understand why these people would be so scared. You know the reason why they were scared? They didn't have any faith in God. They, they had faith in their own strength. If they could do it, then they could do it. But if they couldn't do it and see how they could do it, then they couldn't do it. And they couldn't see how in the world they'd overcome those giants and how they could take that land. But here's what they told them, and they told them the truth. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, This is Joshua and Caleb. These are the positive people. These are the optimists that sees a solution to every problem, not the pessimist that sees a problem in every obstacle out there. That was their era. The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. This is a great opportunity. If the Lord delights in us, see, the condition is, if the Lord is willing and if the Lord's going to lie, and and Moses and Aaron, they're speaking for the Lord, so it's, it's the Lord's way. Now, if it's the Lord's way, we can't fail. Wouldn't it be wonderful if the church could see today when gospel preachers and ministers and elders lead people and teach them and train them that they'd say, that's God's way. Let's do it. Instead of taking a negative attitude and, and working against them. But that happened. And it can happen today. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, give it us, a land which flows with milk and honey. They said, Brother, we have it made. It's there. It's there for us. Only the, the only thing we want you to do is not, not don't rebel against this. If you rebel against this, you're rebelling against the Lord. And don't just, don't fear the people of the land. Don't fear this task of going out and preaching and teaching and, and converting people. 
God will help us if we'll just do it. That's what we could say to them. So we can fill up the building. We can fill the empty pews if we'll just share the gospel with people. And not center on the problem that we're not doing it. See? That's taking the negative. That's taking the tens position. And saying God's not able to do this. God is able to do it. And there's lost people that just reaching out to be saved. But we're the, we're the light. We're the Christians. We're the good newsers. We ought to share it. And God can only do it through us. And we need to spend our time. Well, they said they're just bread for us. What does that mean? That means that's just, that's just a challenge. That's just a good thing for us. Their defense is departed from them. They don't mean anything. The world out here that's lost and dying and is without the gospel is, is certainly subject to the gospel because God knows what he's doing. We just need to share it. And it's a difficult thing, too. When you start teaching people, I've been teaching two ladies that we've helped and their children for the last four or five weeks. Now, most of you don't know about it. It doesn't matter for me to have to share it with you. I'll be glad to share it with you. But it's difficult to get in and to, and to share the gospel with people who've never known. And you just have to pray and work and continue to go back. And the gospel will do its power if they'll just listen. And they're still being tenderized and they're still being, because we bought them beds and we've helped them and we're trying to help the children. See, this is a process. Every one of us needs to be busy in that kind of work. It doesn't just confine itself to an elder or to a preacher or to an evangelist. Everybody is sharing the good news and the salvation with people who are lost and dying and are going to be without the love and the grace and the mercy of God. <clears throat> he, said, he said, the Lord is with us. Just don't fear them. Just don't fear them. What wonderful admonition do we have from old Caleb and Joshua? We can't improve on those words. But all the congregation bade stones, stone them with stones. Do you think we still have people who are that negative today? you think we have people who are out of touch with the true motivation that would motivate us for success? Can we find in ourselves maybe a little kinship with that kind of attitude for people pushing us out to preach the gospel and to share it with somebody else when we know we're not successful and we can't do it? And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me? Brethren, that is not the attitude that God wants. We need to be optimists for the Lord. And how long will it be ere they believe me? For all the signs which I have showed among them, and I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them, and will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. You know what he did? He said, I'm going to give you one year for a day. 
in the wilderness. I gave you 40 days to go up there and look out that land. And I said, I have two people here that says what I'll do with you. But you don't want to do it, and so you're going to have to go into the wilderness for 40 years. And everybody's going to die except the two people that had the faith that we could do it. And I'm going to make a great nation out of those people. And that stands as a monument of what God can do in difficult situations. Now I want you to turn over to Luke 15, 14th chapter, please. Look at the 12th verse of the 14th chapter. Then said he also to him that bade him, When thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen nor thy rich neighbors, lest they also bid thee again and recompense uh, uh, be made to thee. But when you make a feast, call the people, call the poor, call the maimed, call the blind, call the lame. And thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee, for thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. Now he's teaching them a great lesson here. He said, And when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. And then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. And he sent his servants at supper time to say to them, that were bidden come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuses. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. Another said, I bought five yoke of oxen, and I'll go prove, I've got to go prove them. I pray thee excuse me. And another said, I've married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it's done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. And there went out great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me, and he doesn't hate his, his father and his mother, that word means love less. It's translated in some versions. He, he doesn't ha hate them in the sense that he, that he disrupts his life with them, but he loves less. He, he doesn't put them first. His father, his mother, his wife, and his children, and his brethren, and his sister, yea, his own life. Also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Now, I take you over there to show you 
that Jesus is teaching here in the book of Luke, and Luke is recording it for all nations, and he did write as a Gentile to everybody. And all of this is, is set forth, and you and I are participants in the body of Christ and in the great gospel that will save people. Now, the thing that will get us off of the pessimistic stool of criticism and saying it can't be done and we can't do it is to look back at what happened in the wilderness and how that he punished them and let every one of them die in the wilderness. And he let it be 40 years and he let the ones who were positive to go over. And then he said, I'm going to build a great nation. That's the nation. This is the nation. And we have a part in it. And let me tell you, you and I have one of the greatest privileges known to man. That is, is working with King Jesus, who has all power and all authority, and who claim to be able to deliver those who are in bondage. In fact, the first sermon that he ever preached when he came out of Nazareth is in the fourth chapter of Luke, and he reached and he got the book of Isaiah. And he said, this day, this, this uh, scripture is fulfilled. And uh, he came to Nazareth in the 16th verse of the fourth chapter, where he had been brought up. And his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of, of prophet Isaiah. When he had opened it, the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is what we're doing here at, uh, at Central Church of Christ. And uh, he closed the book, and he sat down and gave it to the minister, and the eyes of all the people were upon him, and uh, he began to say, this scripture is actually and literally fulfilled this day. But he not only fulfilled that day, he was teaching about himself and his disciples after him. It started on the day of Pentecost, and it's been going ever since. And you and I have, have a real, the great privilege of being a worker with the great power of God and of Christ at the right hand of God and as I read in, in Hebrews, the ninth chapter this morning, where that he is at the right hand of God, entered into heaven in the presence of God for us. He's there for us. I want to make a plea to you tonight that if you ever really are sincere, you need to be praying for the leaders that they'll be like Aaron and and Moses. And you need to listen to them when they're on target. And you need to close your ears to people who are, are like the ten that don't have faith and trust in God. And you need to recognize that can happen in any time that we're working in the church. And that lesson is for us. The lesson is yours. If you're not a Christian, now be the time to just say, I want to be with Christ. I want to be a part of his body. I want to be a part of the people like 
Joshua and Caleb. I want to have that faith. I want to go out and highways and hedges and invite people to come in. You can come in and take part in that. If you haven't been living faithful, you can pray to God and He'll forgive you and you can just start and be a booster of this great work as we stand together and sing.